two has entered the podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back, people, to Player Two Has Entered the Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, aka MC Paperstacks, and with me as always is your co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, aka Merkman, aka Mercosaurus Rex, baby. And we are back on our bullshit. Derek, I have a special haiku for you this morning in honor of the fact that we're we're both playing Ghost of Tsushima. Would you like to hear it? I would. Samurai's milkshake <laughs> brings the Mongols to the yard. <laughs> Honor claps both cheeks. I don't know if you're supposed to snap with uh, with that type of poetry, but I'm snapping. <laughs> so wow. that, that was a haiku for all those who uh, took a dip in the hot springs this week. Oh, Jesus. That's hilarious. I know. I was uh, watching the Honest trailers for um, on Fandom Games for this game, and they, they closed with that haiku, and I thought it was wonderful, and I wanted to share it with all you beautiful people today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So you can take that, and you can uh, earn the headband of the donk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you doing this week, man? I'm doing pretty good. I cannot complain. Same. Every week brings goodness to me. So, Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm glad to hear you were surviving, but not only that, thriving. That's what thriving, I want to hear. Baby. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on with me this week, but there's been a couple of things. Um, well, I'm on Twitter a fair amount. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't, well, uh, up until uh, Tuesday, I should say, I wasn't a super popular guy on Twitter. I had, you know, a few followers, not a ton. And, you know, I get on there mostly to get news and chat it up with a couple of people. But leftist Twitter exploded on Tuesday. I mean, exploded. Um, a user by the name of the underscore pale underscore horse with a zero in place of the O. Uh, he started a hashtag called hashtag no comrades under 1K. And essentially it was a movement for all of progressives and leftists on Twitter to find and follow each other. And we did. Mm. And I didn't know this. I learned a lot about Twitter this week. I learned that if you're not a partner, you can only follow 400 people in a row in 24 hours. Okay. I learned that if you follow, if you hit your follow limit a couple of days in a row, you get put in Twitter jail and they restrict your account for three days. I'm on a restriction right now. Mm. And... <laughs> I learned that that will also stop you from liking posts. But essentially, I went from like 62 followers to I'm at 975 last time I checked. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the best and that's part. that's all from that. That's all from that. And the best part is, is <clears throat> now my feed is just filled with like really interesting, unique, cool people who share a political ideology with me. But the cool thing about being leftist is they kind of dabble in all the other areas that you dabble. Like, I got a lot of new podcasters and gamers in my thread now. So we might be doing some collabs coming up. But uh, I've had people reach out to me with interest in our podcast. I've had people reach out to me with interest in the streaming and commenting on my dad jokes on my bio. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually been really – it's 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 one of those rare moments where Twitter gets positive and it's it's felt really awesome and I've I've had like a ton of fun. I'm dying about the fact that I'm in Twitter jail right now because I want to get back out there and follow more people and and chat it up with everybody. So, right. props to Pale Horse for starting the the hashtag. A lot of us are learning, like I said, a whole lot more about Twitter rules, but we're meeting a lot of really cool people. And that plus, I mean, to get political for a moment. There have been some major, major political wins uh, in Democratic primaries. Cori Bush, who lost in 2018, she was part of that documentary with AOC and and uh, Swearingen, who also lost but won this time around too. And the thing with Cori Bush is she beat a political dynasty. She beat an incumbent who, along with his father, uh, Lacey Clay was the incumbent, had been in that seat for over 50 years. Jesus yeah, and, and she didn't give up. She lost in 2018. It was really hard on her. I mean, she was on camera just breaking down, and she kept at it. She won this time, so I'm very proud of her. In Tennessee, in the U.S. Senate Democratic primary, Marquita Bradshaw, that's her name. Marquita Bradshaw won her primary for an open seat against another Democratic establishment opponent that was backed by Chuck Schumer and the Democratic Party. And the interesting thing about Marquita Bradshaw, aside from the fact that she's an environmentalist and believes in Medicare for All and all that good stuff, nice. is that she was she was out uh, fundraised 
250 to 1. Her opponent raised $2 million. She raised 8000 And she crushed him by 10 points. Mm. Tell me they don't want progressives in the South. I say nah to that. Now, is she going to have a tough time in November? Yeah, probably. But uh, this will be the first time that you know one of us gets a shot. You know what I mean? In that in that instance, and I think that she's going to do well. So, I'm really uh, I'm pulling for her. People can look Marquita Brashall up on Twitter or on Facebook to support her if you'd like, and I think you should. If you live in Tennessee, definitely try to vote for her. As far as our demographics go, I don't know if we have any listeners in Tennessee yet. But you you know you know where we do have listeners. Oh, where we got a new listener in Germany. Oh, yeah. My God. I know because of the location data, I don't know specifically where in Germany it didn't drill down like it did with our listener in Ireland, but we picked up a, a listener in Germany. So sweet, yeah, Danka. <laughs> we appreciate you. We hope you stick around. And like I've said to all the other listeners, if you have questions, comments, concerns, and you just want to reach out and say hey, we will read you on the podcast. So you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail dot com. So you know what politics is probably a good segue into something that you brought to my attention today. I'll kind of let you lead off, but it was in regards to TikTok, and it's actually some, in my opinion, very disturbing news. But uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, let the listeners know what's going on with TikTok. Okay, so yesterday, being Friday the 7th, President Trump signed an executive order that would ban transactions with TikTok and WeChat. And that's not just between businesses, that's U.S. citizens as well. So that may be affecting whether users get ad revenue, whether U.S. companies can post ads on the sites or on the apps. And it just so happens that WeChat is parent company. Tencent owns Riot Games, which makes League of Legends and Epic Games, which obviously runs Fortnite. Mm, and so their own this store. Yeah, so this has gamers very scared about where politics can even further intersect with our gaming. Yeah, and, and from what we've read this morning, my concern is about the interruption with the free market because there are American companies in talks with buying TikTok that are now being accelerated, Microsoft chief among them. And to me, it just it screams of like forcing buyouts and, and American politics getting involved in in business, and for a party, uh, Trump's party in particular that likes to talk shit about free market and 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 let the market decide and all that other garbage, they sure, sure do like to interfere in business dealings a lot. Oh yeah, which really pisses me off. And the other logical conclusion to this is the fact that if this goes on long enough, unchallenged or unchecked. They could decide to executive order against any app that that speaks out against them. Now, TikTok, infamous recently for organizing, um, buying up all those seats in the Tulsa rally to protect pe people from going, which ended up being a good thing because, as we all know, it got Herman Cain killed. Right. Um, and probably countless others who won't be named because they're not famous. So I don't like it. I don't I don't like the precedent and setting. And eventually it's going to get pulled from American you know, app stores. It's going to get pulled from you know, Google and Apple, and it's going to stop getting updates and support because, again, all of that ties into interaction with American businesses. Eventually, it's going to be unusable in the U.S. Yeah. Now, from That's what I read... My wife very sad. I know. And, and it, yeah, my wife too, actually. My wife loves TikTok. <laughs> she loves it. I even put out a TikTok video when I got my little uh, video game donkey figurine that I bought. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah. I support a video game donkey by buying an overpriced big donkey. <laughs> he's big <laughs> maybe, maybe i'll put a picture up of him for today's podcast big donkey <laughs> <laughs> that would work for the ghost of tsushima haiku oh big yeah I'll, I'll just put a picture of big donkey's booty donkey of tsushima <laughs> give me that donkey butt and them samurai legs i ain't too proud to beg ain't no shame in this game i'll stab you from the front or from the back please <laughs> oh, you gosh. can stab me from the front wait till you stab me from the back 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 oh yeah. my god don't get me started mm, you've already begun <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i'm already there huh so <sighs> fucking politics can i just say and I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go out there and say it. I fucking hate Trump. <laughs> this is not popular. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that this is going to put me out there as, you know, this is this is a very controversial opinion. Mm. I can't stand Trump. <laughs> Just mm. So 
Um, I did read because I know that you you found yours in four your your news in Forbes. I was looking up on NPR because um, it's all every news outlet's covering it probably by now because it came out all yeah. this news came out yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty fresh. And I remember when he was threatening people like people he can't do that. Apparently he can, but um, courts are going to try to stop this. I don't know how far they're going to go. But he's tried some bullshit before and he was blocked by court. So I'm crossing my fingers that's going to happen again. But the thing is, if Mitch McConnell stays in office, which he probably will because he tampered with voting and shut down voting sites. And so a lot of people that would support Charles Booker lost. So the only person going up against him is Amy McGrath and she's a corporate Democrat. And as I've just spoken about earlier with progressive wins, people are kind of sick of corporate Democrats because we can't tell the difference between them and Republicans. Mm. So we got somebody who ineffectually is going up against... Uh, Mitch McConnell, he's the one that keeps blocking federal appointments or judge appointments by Democrats. So Trump has been able to fill hundreds of judge seats. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where somebody like him is unopposed in the courts as well. And that's when things are going to get really bad. So people, if you're young and you're not political, I get it. This stuff is, you know, there's information everywhere. A lot of it conflicts with each other. You don't know who to trust. But for God's sakes, get involved and try to vote. Find somebody in the know. Get their opinion. Do your own research. And get out there and vote. Please. Please. Because shit like this does eventually trickle down to gamers. It does. Legislation does. So we got to be out there and we got to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, think about the ESRB. That's right. That's right. Jack Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Fear monger all like game censors. <laughs> I mean, even Hillary Clinton back in the day and, and Democrats back in the 90s were on that bandwagon to ban violent video games because they're the cause of shooting. You know, right. not the fact that you can go buy a gun with a free, like a fill up. You get a free sidearm at your 7-Eleven <laughs> or whatever. Uh, anyways, easing off of politics for just a second. Uh, just a second? Some, just a second. Okay. Good, good stuff happened this week. You had mentioned to me about a cool anime getting a new season or something like that on Netflix. Uh- Oh yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins season four just dropped, and I am ready to watch that. Cool. I, you know, yeah. I I watched a little bit of it when it first came out. When because this, I think when Seven Deadly Sins came out, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like Netflix hadn't produced any animes, but it seems like it was still in its infancy, where it had like a handful. Mm-hmm. And I think this was this like a Netflix original, or did Netflix kind of produce and bring it here? Uh, produce and bring it here. Okay. Anytime they say Netflix original, most of the time for anime anyway means that they produced it and brought it over. Yeah, which is still cool. You yeah. know, they're like they're doing something similar to Crunchyroll. They're just more successful at it. Right. Well, maybe not more successful because Crunchyroll is quite Crunchyroll is quite prolific. But the problem with Crunchyroll is its user base because it's hyper focused on anime. Mm-hmm. So. It's introducing anime to people like me that are kind of lazy general fans. They're like, oh, I'll watch it if it's on, but I'm not right. going to seek it out. Anime's <laughs> 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 <Somebody> for nerds. <laughs> uh, well, that's not my that's not my take on it, but there's just so much. <laughs> there's so much bullshit to sift through. And you know my opinion on anime tropes. I've gotten mm-hmm. to the point where I'm a little sick of them. And maybe that's why I didn't continue with Seven Deadly Sins. I, oh, saw, yeah. I saw the giant with the 80-pound rack, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, Deanne. But it does look interesting, and I enjoyed what I did see of it. So for fans of anime, check it out if you haven't. And uh, season four, have you watched any of it yet? I started watching the first episode, and I'm still going to go through it, but what upset me was that there was heavy censoring. Mm. So, like, the blood was white type censoring. Weird. And, yeah, it was very weird. I don't understand. Yeah, because there's, I mean, look at Parasite. That's violent as the. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's definitely, you know, blood and even even uh, nudity on a lot of the animes on Netflix. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is. But, yeah, okay. I don't know. Uh, oh, you know, speaking of Netflix, uh, my wife and I started the, because uh, the second season came out, there's a lot of buzz around it. We started Umbrella, uh, Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy? Is that what it's called? I think it's, yeah, I think it's The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, and it's based off that Dark Horse comic book of the same name. Have you seen any of it? I've seen like the first four episodes of the first season. Okay, good. Okay, so I can at least speak on the first episode. So it it's interesting. I really like the concept, and I definitely want to watch a few more episodes to see where it goes. My problem with the first episode initially, if I had if I had to name any problems, is its bloatedness, which 
you can tell me whether or not that dies down, but it's clear that, you know, we're, we're pulling from a set story mm-hmm. and the story is probably so long, but Netflix is like, give us 13 episodes. And they're like, but we only have enough material for eight episodes. And they were like, make them dance for three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, I don't mind a little fun moment here to break up whatever, but there there were just times where, like, the story was getting in- interesting, and they were like, <laughs> dance break. <laughs> so, and I, I hate it when uh, Netflix shows unnecessarily pad themselves out. Sense8 was the worst about that. And I think that's the reason why that show didn't do so well. Because Sense8 was, like, a really cool concept. Eight people, or what, no, yeah, eight people born around the world on the same day have this psychic link and can jump into each other's bodies and use each other's skills, and somebody's hunting them to use them for nefarious reasons. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. But right. then when you get there, it's like, let me tell you about the first dick I sucked and how much I enjoyed it. It's like, <laughs> cool story. It was kind of interesting, but it went on a lot longer than it needed to go. And there's a lot of tangents and, like, kind of, like, just they stopped the story for like for dance sequences and like and there's even like which is kind of interesting like sex scenes where they're all like having sex separately but all show up together in the same bed like what are we doing here mm. <laughs> and, and uh there were cool parts it, it's it's funny it had a lot of messaging you know like pro trans pro gay pro uh diversity you know it touched on racism touched on classism and that's cool some of it was very subtle and powerful, and some of it was very ham-fisted and just heavy-handed. And so that had me swinging back and forth with, oh, that's poignant, and oh, come on. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I get it. So, I mean, the tone was all over the place on that show, but the padding, I think, did not help it one bit. And I could think of a lot of the Marvel Netflix shows, right? Mm-hmm. The Punisher, uh, which was a really cool concept, and I enjoyed The Punisher. But my favorite part of the Punisher was the very last scene when he drops in on this drug deal that he set up. And both of them are like, I thought you called me. No, no, you called me to this warehouse. And he shows up <laughs> with like two M16s like, anybody want to party? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then they ended the show. And I was like, oh. Because the whole time, it, like in the third season or the second season, like the final season, I can't remember if he went. I think he only went two. Yeah. Yeah, only two. He was babysitting that chick and cool Venom setups, except for I didn't really like Jigsaw that much. But the whole, like, Southern Preacher guy or whatever, that's interesting, but it's just kind of, pff. they started strong and they ended up somewhere and they meandered so much in the middle, I didn't care. Yeah. And the thing is, the Punisher, you know, whether you agree with him or not, the concept of the Punisher is not about solving systemic issues or, you know, being a good guy. It's about being damaged and being like, fuck it, I'm going to kill every dude that breaks the law. You're jaywalking, you're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. and they pulled back on that so hard with him that he didn't even really seem like the Punisher at times. Like, he showed mercy when somebody asked him to, and I'm like, but this dude's a criminal, Punisher. You're supposed to punish him. Right. Now, if you want to explore what that does to him psychologically and juxtapose with another hero or a side character that like that's like, that's wrong, and, like, use that to bounce off or strengthen their arc, that's fine. But the Punisher punishes, guys. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know what I mean? And this is coming from a dude. Criminals. Yeah, you guys spank some criminals. This is coming from a dude that doesn't necessarily agree with that ideology, but that's who the character is. That's what fascinates me by the character is how just how far he'll go in service to his ideals. So, eh, you know, Jessica Jones got really bloated, and like this, the second season of Jessica Jones, I got so tired of her friend Trish, just constantly mm-hmm. like you have to deal with your issues. Um, <laughs> A good friend will challenge a friend, okay, but they will not hammer on and keep going there when the friend's like, hey, back off, I don't want to do this, right? right it just right. got really annoying. I don't know. Can you think of any shows on Netflix that were, like, crazy bloated? Uh, I can't think of them at the moment. Maybe oh, Defenders. Mm, Defenders is bad. Yeah. I didn't really like Iron Fist, though, at all. So that's yeah, Iron, yeah, Iron Fist. And they went all in on the hand storyline, and I didn't really like the hand yeah yeah what about any shows that were cut tightly that you thought like were pretty good from start to finish oh ozark ozark really i need to check out ozark then let me make a note you still haven't seen ozark oh my god no i haven't what's what's ozark about oh my god uh it's about uh this financial advisor uh jason (sighs) and basically I'm sorry. Right. Uh, uh, financial advisor. advisor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Basically, through a series of events, he inadvertently ends up, oh, what is it called? Washing money for the. Uh, yeah, laundering. Yeah, laundering money for the Mexican drug cartel. Okay. 
his whole family gets involved and there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. It's so good. It's like if I had to put it against Breaking Bad, I would put Ozark. Okay. Which is I, I never lot. seen Breaking Bad either. Oh my god. My I'm god. not like that huge on crime dramas, which is weird because I've seen some really good ones. Uh, I'll try it. You haven't yeah. sold me? I got to tell you I'm not really interested in it right now, but I'm going to check it out. Uh, yeah. well, do you, you like Jason Bateman? Do, do I like, like Jason Bateman? Oh, you mean like uh we're going to go ahead and we're going to drive here. I'm a professional. Okay, I don't want to know what's in the package. Mm. I'm going to get you from A to B. Yes. Right. And I'm going to jump kick anybody that gets in my way. You sound like a butcher from The Boys. I'm, I'm trying to sound like Jason Statham. <laughs> no, Jason Bateman. Who's Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman is a Arrested Development. Oh, no, I don't like him. But yeah. I don't like him? I don't. I mean, I don't not like him. I just, I'm ambivalent about him. Oh, well, he's, he's a fucking great actor. He's okay. Great. If you say so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan. Give it a a watch. He was in Hitch, right? Or Hitchcock or Hatch Hatch Hitchcock? Hancock. Hancock. He he was in Hancock, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like him in Hancock. Well, Hancock wasn't a good movie, so I I can forgive that. More like Hancock, right? (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was an awkward situation to be married to a super powered woman who had this really long relationship with a super powered man, and you didn't know about it until the end. And they're like, "We love each other so much, we have to be apart." Cool. I guess I'll stay with her. We're gonna leave. Bye. Right. Weird. Anyways, I'm going to watch it. Like, you don't need to try to sell me on it. I trust that you respect the tight editing and the pace of the show. And to me, tight editing and pacing is really big, especially for a TV show. So I'm going to check it out. And who knows? I mean, there's crime dramas that I've been really into. And we all know about my my, my love for crime slash drama, like Unsolved Mysteries. But da 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 da. So I'll check out Ozark. No problem. All right. Cool. Now, getting down to business. What have we been playing this week? I'll tell you, we've been playing A Ghost of Tsushima. Tell me, now that you've really sunk your teeth deep into the samurai booty, what do you think? It tastes great, man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's 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 so good. It, it gives me the feeling that the first Assassin's Creed gave me, where it's just this huge world that you just want to explore and find every single thing. Funny funny that you mentioned that. I was actually, when I was streaming Ghost of Tsushima recently, I don't know if it was during the sound test or the actual stream, so some people, if they're watching, they're like, what? Uh, But I was talking about how it was giving me Assassin's Creed vibes, but kind of like, I think, two where they made all the improvements. Like, just the part the the parts that I like about Assassin's Creed, plus the fact that, like, since Assassin's Creed started, I'd be like, give us Assassin's Creed ninjas! Do it! And they never did. Mm Mm-mm. But we got Assassin's Creed Samurai, so it's the next best thing. Well, I mean, he, I mean, for all intents and purposes, even though he hasn't started the art of ninjutsu, he's doing ninja shit. Like they call them ghost weapons; those are ninja weapons. True. I mean, come on, we got kunai. What are you gonna do? But I'm sorry. Please proceed. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's it's weird because usually when I play a game, I want to get through it as fast as possible. But this game is so beautiful, and Mm. the environments are so fleshed out. I just want to explore and find stuff and look at the vistas and like I could honestly care less about the story at this point. Like I think I've done maybe two main story missions mm-hmm. and the rest have been side missions. Do you remember that old show that Ego Raptor had on YouTube? He only did a few episodes of it. It was called Sequelitis. No. Look up Sequelitis on YouTube when you get a chance. You know who Ego Raptor is, right? Uh, I'm not aware of that. Hey, I'm Grump. I'm not so Grump. He's the I'm Grump. Okay. Okay. Ego Raptor is his name, or Aaron Hansen as he's known. And he, obviously, he got really popular on Newgrounds back in the day for doing Metal Gear and other uh, type of cartoons. He's a really good animator, actually. So Ego Raptor did a show on Sequelitis where he kind of just waxed intellectual about sequels. He talked a bit about Mega Man and, and design and Castlevania. But in one of his episodes, he mentioned uh, the economy of certain good games, how they can be like a tasty snack or like a high-class dessert. And when the way that you speak about Ghost of Tsushima, and I completely agree, and I've actually had this thought while playing it, is it is kind of like a high-class dessert. Now, a lot of its components are pulled from other games, but I think what makes a game like it or Horizon Zero Dawn really stand out is its beauty and its combat and the amount of options it gives you and just that that moment-to-moment gameplay. And you really do kind of just want to sink your teeth in 
and get into the atmosphere. And I think a game that can help you to slow down and really kind of dissect it and dive into it like that, that says something. And it's special, and it's not common. Mm-hmm. So, and it allows you to play how you want. Like Hell yeah. I've played for about 12 to 15 hours, and I don't really vibe with the ghost approach. Okay. Like, I do it I do it when I have to. Mm-hmm. If there's too many enemies, like, I'll, I'll assassinate a couple of them. But mm-hmm. most of the times, I just want to walk right up and stand off and just yeah. get to business. You just want to walk up to a camp like, hey! Hey, yeah, send me your strongest warrior. What are y'all, bunch of bitches? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, carry on them. And you're not the first person to have that uh, opinion. Uh, myself and many others who have reviewed or played the game... We've noticed, because the thing is, I usually when it comes to games, I prefer stealth, you know? I dig sneaking around a camp and taking people out, but I'm with you. It, it's at its best when you're surrounded by a bunch of dudes and trying to figure out, like, how to get out of that situation. Now, I'm playing on Insanity, so it gets a little bit more, like, if I mess up once or twice, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. In fact, now that I'm in the second part of the game, like Act 2, I get one-shotted all the time. In fact, I think I spent a half hour on my most recent episode trying to win a duel. A half hour. 30 minutes. Now, I don't know if you've ever fought in a duel, but when you die and it loads up and you start again, it's a matter of seconds. So I probably died to this character, I want to say, close to 60 times. Wow. Yeah. Eventually, I went in with no... um, This one was like one of the toughest duels I've ever had, but I went in with no resolve, which means I couldn't use any special moves or heal. Mm-hmm. And I gained even with the, I made a resolve build, quote unquote, like put all like charms and stuff and outfits towards resolve building. And I just didn't build up resolve fast enough. So I actually for the first time ever, because after you fail a mission enough and asked if you want to quit, which oh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I finally hit. Yes, I'll quit. And I went and I found um, some enemies and it took me like three tries to win a standoff because, again, standoffs get much tougher. They seem really easy right now, but eventually they start fainting and then they only faint once, and then they attack. So you're like, oh, okay, I got that. But then, like, level three Mongols that wear yellow or uh, straw hat Ronin, like, they can, when they faint, they can do it a couple of times, or they can not faint at all. And when they go to attack you, they do it so quick. So you still have to be really quick. So you'll lose standoffs more often than you think you would later on in the game. It gets oh, tough. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I eventually got enough resolve, went back, and I think I beat him on my second or third try after I had full resolve. And because I was able to get him down like half life and then be like special moves. Right. So heavenly slash (laughs) bro. I love the blue quests where you go to get the special armor. Like you hear the tail or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, They're so cool. What? I'm I'm sorry. I I could talk about this game all day. Oh yeah. I'm I'm getting lost, but you were saying about, um, what were you saying? (laughs) Uh, I don't remember, but I will say that I do love how the game, if you do die, it doesn't take forever to reload up. That's right? one thing that keeps me from playing other games. It's like I die, and it's like a five-minute load screen. But this, it's like seconds. Yeah, Witcher. And it puts you right back in the action. I talk about it all the time when I'm on the stream because it's just I have to compare them because I play Witcher on Sundays. Witcher 3 punishes the shit out of you for dying. You have to wait forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Oh, yeah. And you're right. It feels kind of like Super Meat Boy. Have you ever played Super Meat Boy? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole conceit of Super Meat Boy is you can die instantly, so of course they want to reload it as fast as they can. But I don't mind dying in a game if I could just get right back to it, right? And mm-hmm. it makes me free to experiment. Like, I enjoy, like, I'll be like, check this out. If I go this way, I'm going to die. Watch. And then I do it, you know, and then I get right back. And, I mean, maybe some people don't like that. Maybe they like more the Dark Souls approach where you there's a bunch at stake, and if you die, you get set back, and you could possibly lose your experience. I hate that. I hate it. Oh, yeah, it sucks. I really don't like that. So this whole Ghost of Tsushima approach where I come in with an approach to a camp, and again, I know that you're starting out, and I told you when you first started, eventually ramp up your difficulty as you feel comfortable. And if you do eventually get to insanity... Later on in the game, you're going to approach a camp, and you're going to approach it wrong. <laughs> and and that's not to say, because this is something I want to touch on, too. You said there's no wrong way to approach this game. That's still true now, even for me and Insanity. But there's definitely more wrong ways. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, the moment-to-moment gameplay, there's definitely a lot of options in front of me. But depending on how I play, or if I'm goofing off or not paying attention, I can get wrecked. But the cool thing is, is I can keep trying. Like, okay, let me try this way. All right, let me arrow these few guys, then throw down a smoke bomb, and yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the best part about this game is its toolkit. You know, as hard as I want to make it, I'm still badass. 
And if <laughs> I'm on my game, you can't mess with me. I don't care if you can one-shot me if you can't touch me, sir. You're right. And boy, you know what else is really weird? And I want to mention this, too, before I forget. You remember when I told you, I think I talked about this last week on the podcast, that really tough duel I did that started off or ended chapter one, started off act two or whatever, and how I fought the guy for 20 minutes and I switched my controller and I beat him immediately. Mm -hmm. I don't think my other controller is broken, but Ghost of Tsushima does this weird thing where if you switch your controller, your parry window opens up. And your buttons are a little bit more responsive at first. I know it's weird because when I was having trouble with my duel on my last episode, I decided to switch my controller again and I did really well at first and my parry window opened up and uh, my buttons were a little bit more responsive. Then it went back to being sluggish again, or at least feeling sluggish. It's almost like I tricked the game into letting me cancel animations or something. Mm. I don't know if that's a a weird development quirk or design quirk, but... I would challenge anybody who's playing on insanity mode or having a really tough time with parry timing or doing a duel, switch your controller after one of your deaths and see if that doesn't change the way it feels, at least for the next couple of battles. Or if you just win immediately, like I did on that first duel I had, that was really tough. It's it's really weird. And I want to kind of Google it and see if anybody else has noticed this. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I keep ranting on and on and on about this game. God, we could talk about this game all episode. Yeah, but... basically... Uh... In conclusion, get Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Anything else special about it you noticed or anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. I really want to encourage gushing about this game. Yeah, (laughs) we we gush about it on the spoiler cast. Hell yeah. Before the end of the year, please believe we're doing a Ghost of Tsushima spoiler cast. Yeah. All right. So as far as what else we're playing, I'll, I'll talk about some of my streams this week. So Monday I played Dynasty Warriors 4. Better than I remembered. I, I think the reason why I didn't like it as much is because Dynasty Warriors 3 was such a big improvement from 2. And in 3, one of the one of the main things I like about 3 and any other game that did this like 3 did, I think only one or two others did it, every single character in 3 has its own Musou mode specific to that character. Mm-hmm. The story mode is what I mean by Musou mode. And they even had like little side or smaller missions that weren't like the big like, you know, Battle of Yellow Turban Rebellion, Battle of Wuzang or whatever. Uh, might be like a little skirmish specific to that character. And I really like that because it encouraged me to play as all characters, right? right? And every character, of course, have their own specific weapon. We know that, you know, eventually some Dynasty Warriors, like 9 and 6, a lot of characters share weapons or the weapons aren't unique anymore and that kind of sucks. Like they, they start recycling animations and getting lazy. Fans got real upset about that. But Dynasty Warriors 4 doesn't do that. They have... Like, the Yellow Turban Rebellion is pushed out into three different battles, which is kind of cool. So you get, like, two small battles before the big battle. But the battle kind of... The Musou or story mode follows the faction. So if you pick a character from Wei, you're going to fight the same battles from the Wei side. And Wu and Shu and so on. So I think that's what initially turned me off. And little small gripes, like you can't get defense boost from, like, gate captains, you know. Stupid stuff like that. But overall, the game is a lot of fun. Weapons level up, and you still have items you can equip. And I mean, I dug it. I had a good time with it. Dynasty Warriors 5, which is the last Dynasty Warriors to show up on PS2. I'm doing that this Monday, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I remember liking that game. But again, I think I'm comparing it to how disappointed I was in Dynasty Warriors 6. Right. On Wednesday for Blind Plays, I played Tembo the Badass Elephant. You ever play that? Nope. I have seen it, though. It was developed by Game Freak, the Pokemon people, and it was published by Sega, the Sonic people. Sonic. Sonic. And Tembo actually has a little spin dash. Like, if you jump and then press attack, he'll, like, spin in a ball and and just dive down on the the ground. It started out kind of cool and set PC, and I was into it. It almost felt like an endless runner without being an endless runner. Kind of like a Sonic game, actually, comparable to it. Although you don't move as fast. And that's what eventually became annoying to me about Tembo is, I mean, it's a big elephant, so he kind of handles like an elephant should. But I almost feel like that works to their detriment because things felt sluggish. And then the game was demanding more agility of me than I had ability to have. And your whole toolkit is revealed from the beginning. I mean, they introduce different enemy types. You have to jump and attack them from behind, which is like their big trick, I guess. And I got about 45 minutes in and I was bored to tears. And for the first time ever on Blind Play Wednesdays, not only did I not like the game I was playing, I quit it. No. I was like, this is boring and I'm not having fun. And so for the last 15 minutes or so, I played Horizon Chase Turbo. 
<laughs> which is like an on rails kind of racer kind of like imagine like outrun oh okay it's it's hd it's on like switch it's, it's always showing up like for on sale and even though the game is really basic i actually had more fun with horizon chase turbo than i did with tembo the badass elephant so no shade to tembo fans out there i'm really sorry if you are a tembo fan i think it's charming and its approach and its design but the gameplay it's it's just boring and i didn't like the way tembo controlled after a while so i do not recommend tembo the badass elephant uh last night as the time of recording we record on saturdays i played until dawn the first part part one of two yeah and I got all the way up to chapter five. It's it's just as charming and silly and goofy as I remember. You know what's funny? The major jump scares, the ones that really got me the first time around, didn't get me at all because they're implant and they're imprinted in my brain where they are. Mm-hmm. So last night when a major jump scare that would usually scare the crap out of me came, I knew it. It was the smaller jump scares that I forgot about that got me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with that game and and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm gonna probably finish it this friday and i did longer than my usual hour on friday night frights i always do when i'm really enjoying a game or if i know i can probably beat it so i ended up playing uh until dawn last night for like two and a half hours and it's like a five to six hour game so i think i'm gonna finish it this friday for those interested and want to stop by because from chapter five on i mean it already kind of got a little like somebody already got kidnapped somebody already got killed presumably it's getting kind of real right now but from then on it's just it hits 100 and keeps going so Oh. It'll be a very interesting episode next Friday. Yeah, that, I love that game. That's pretty much all I played. I I tried a couple of like free to play games that are not really worth mentioning. And there's another game I got on sale that I might play this Wednesday. Although I was thinking about playing um No More Heroes: Travis Strikes Again because I got that a while back and I hadn't played it yet. So I might play that this Wednesday. Have you played mm-hmm. No More Heroes: Travis Strikes Again? Switch game. I played it for just a little bit. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. You know, well, a lot down. of people didn't. Yeah, Remember? that's because there wasn't no more heroes they were used to. Okay, so it was more about unmet expectations than bad gameplay, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, I will go in with zero expectations then. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, I didn't see a whole lot of good deals this week, to be honest. Like, I know the summer sale is still on on PSN, and it's great. People should check it out if they haven't already. You notice anything good as far as, like, sales or deals people can grab online? Yeah, I only have a few. Uh, Dreams on PS4 is $19.99 on Amazon. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven is only $8.99 on the PlayStation Store. It's usually $59.99. What kind of game is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? It's basically an arena, a 3D arena brawler. Arena brawler? Kind of like Power Stone? Yeah. Ooh, I like Power Stone. Yeah, and it just uh, combines all the different uh, characters from JoJo's in a overarching storyline so it's got characters that have obviously been dead for years interacting with like their grandson or great 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 grandson or whatever as you do as you do yeah i I watched a few episodes of jojo's bizarre adventure because i wanted to see the bizarre and i haven't seen Mm -hmm. the bizarre yet i guess i didn't get far enough does it get bizarre? Yeah. yeah it gets really bizarre you have to i tell people you have to get past season one really okay well part one which is only like 10 episodes okay so i was like halfway there probably okay okay like it starts to get bizarre towards the end of part one i felt bad part two is where it really picks up i felt bad for jojo that that uh step kid his stepbrother came in oh yeah no dio dio is the trash of the anime world if you uh if you get deep for a Hmm? long long time yeah now i'm thinking (laughs) about dio <laughs> Dio. If, you, if you get deep enough into the anime scene you'll start to see all the dio memes yeah okay. there's so many yeah no dio is trash like he is yeah. just why is he such a son of a bitch hey, he's his upbringing was terrible i mean my upbringing was terrible i'm not that type of an asshole i mean i'm not gonna say when i was young i wasn't an asshole because i totally was but i wouldn't be like steal your girl fuck you yeah mr steel you're also not a anime antagonist that's true maybe if i was a little <laughs> bit more over the top Mm-hmm. I was Mr. Go After Your Girl, for sure. <laughs> I mean, not like like your girl, but I mean, like, I was all about the ladies when I was young. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I was led around by my you-know-what. Um, oh, yeah. For better or worse, though, I came out unscathed. Thank goodness. <laughs> I remember I was watching a commercial that said uh, one out of every four, or maybe it was even three, one out of every three Americans have herpes. And I was like, oh, God, I should have herpes. 
Right. <laughs> but I don't. Thank goodness. So, <laughs> you hear that, ladies? No herpes. No herpes. <laughs> no MC herpes. Paper Stacks at <laughs> Herps free, baby. Email me. <laughs> but no, like my uh there there is this uh there's this meme of uh this guy like really into playing video games like he's like oh he's got his headset on his controller and then his brother sitting next to him on the couch kissing a girl and i was like that's like my personality if you split it into two Mm -hmm. i was chasing the skirts but i have calmed down so anyways please proceed with your deals yeah the uh, the last thing is the call of duty modern warfare 2 remastered campaign Mm. is on ps plus for free Ah. which is very (laughs) i know people are upset because it just came out a few months ago me likey yeah so i'm definitely gonna check that out me likey but that's all i've got for gaming news today cool oh not gaming news sorry deals yeah that's all i got for deals today it's okay i mean you ruined the show but it's okay Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it. So, um, speaking of deals, though, you didn't get pickups this week that you want to highlight? Yes. So, I'm going to do this quickly. always interested to hear about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this real quick. So, I got a Titanfall Xbox One controller, mm-hmm. which is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Player 2 Bayonetta Amiibo, mm-hmm. which is also one that's kind of more difficult to find. Yeah. Uh, Predator, Predator Hunting Grounds on PS4. Okay. Let's see. At GameStop right now, you can get this PS4 exclusive game called... AI, The Somnium Files, Special Asian Edition. It's a big box anime game by Spike Chunsoft. Mm-hmm. And it's only thirty two ninety seven right now on clearance. So if you are a big collector and you're interested in the anime stuff, mm-hmm. then check out a GameStop, see if a location near you has a copy. You'll be very interested in this next pickup. I found East Memories of Celseta on PS4 for 25 bucks. Hold it and for that- me. No, that's for me. That's Aww. mine. Maybe when I'm done with it. Okay. Yeah, right now that's for me. Because it just <laughs> sure. released, I think it was called the Explorer Edition, and mm-hmm. it came with a big box and everything. This one is just the regular PS4 case and whatnot. But I got you. I'm very excited to have it. And last, no, not lastly. So, as you know, I do a lot of thrifting. I go to Goodwills and stuff. He's most of thrifty. Time, yeah, most of the times when you go to Goodwill and you find a game, if you open that case, it's not going to be in there because somebody hate, stole it. I hate that. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. And this pickup was so amazing to me because when I saw it, I literally was like, oh, God, please be in there. Please be in there. Yay. And it Tell was me Smash, what it is. Tell <laughs> me what Smash it is. Super Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, wow. How much and did it, you get it for? Three what? bucks. Oh, no, it's fine. Two ninety nine. Oh, did you get on a half off day too? Did you go on the first of no. the month? Oh, okay. No, they've been uh, they haven't done a half off sale since the coronavirus. Really? Because they used yeah. to do half off on every the first Saturday of every month. Yeah, but to you know impede the progress of the virus. Oh they, yeah, yeah, because everybody would show up on Saturdays. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah, so I was very very excited to find that. It's got a Bro. tiny 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 crack in the center. I still have to test it, but mm. uh, I don't have a copy. So if it works then I might keep it for myself. But You should. Yeah. I got my co- copy of Melee just sitting up there looking at me like, why haven't you played with me ever right. since Ultimate came out? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I love you, Melee, but Ultimate has, I mean, but Ultimate, though. Right. It's Plus, Ultimate. I'm not a tournament level player. Like, there's a lot of Melee players that are like, Melee for life, and hey, yeah. respect. Right. Respect, Hungry Box. <laughs> <laughs> respect, Mewtwo King. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. The last pickup I got was kind of, it's a glass half full type of deal. Mm. So I went to a yard sale mm. and I asked if they had any video games. And mm-hmm. She said no. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around, I see a box on the floor with PS1 and PS2 games in it. I was like, well, that's, those are games right there. So I open it up and it's mm. got like Dragon Ball games, Digimon games, and everything. But she tells me that they're just the cases. And I'm like, damn it. So I asked her, can I just buy the cases off of you? And she, she didn't really understand why I would want the case, just the cases. Which is the man. best kind of deal. Right. And so uh, she's like, sure, just pick up what you want. So what I got was Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories on PS1, mm-hmm. Crash Bash, Digimon World, Digimon World 3, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2 on PS2, NBA <laughs> Street. Hmm? I said, no, you said hi. NBA Street Volume 2 hey. and Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses. Sweet. So I need to let you know which Lucy's I have because uh, I, I had uh, Pokemon Heart Gold as a Lucy and then you had that box and I had no idea. 
And I know you already sold it, but man, that would have been nice yeah. to get a box off of that. But uh, yeah, okay. That yeah. still sounds like a great pickup. Lucy's are great because even if you don't eventually get the game and sell it, then you have an extra case because we all know what it's like when you buy used games, especially you get it from GameStop and they put 80,000 sticky stickers on there, those mm-hmm. SOBs. Or people smoked on the game or there's a bunch of gunk oh, on yeah. it. Somebody wiped their ass with it. People right. disrespect cases like you wouldn't believe. So a nice pristine case for a particular like game console, like GameCube or whatever, it's valuable. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Cool. That actually sounds like a good gaggle of pickups. Congrats, yeah, no, it's pretty good. And a various amount of Power Rangers toys and whatnot. But I just got so much stuff this week. This was the These are the highlights. Make my monster grow. Exactly. And <laughs> Rita. Rita. Well, yeah, let's, uh, we got to get moving here because we are running low on time. Oh, that's right. Uh, you got somewhere gotta, to be in about 12 minutes. All right, let's hurry up. Yeah, so, we got to get on this gaming news. Yep. Woo! Gaming news. So, here we go. Yeah. So, I'm going to, I'm going to run down this list real fast. And we can give I'm our, just going to uh, do it while you're talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rocksteady announced that they are working on a Suicide Squad game, and that is very exciting. I like love that because Rocksteady yeah. made the Batman Arkham games yes, and those that we all, all know and love. Amazing games. And now so. they're about to make the Suicide Squad games. So I'm excited. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what else we got? Sony or PlayStation had their State of Play. Saw that, yeah. Uh, event. It was very lackluster in my opinion. I agree. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they've already blew their load. So Blew it so hard. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, I still found it more interesting than Xboxes. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to show Suck shit. Suck at Xbox. <laughs> like, literally. Like, they showed Godfall gameplay. Yeah, uh, yeah. They showed a trailer for the Alan God. Wake expansion of Control. Uh, I'm not really um, feeling Godfall. Oh, wait a second. Are you saying Alan Wake is in the expansion of Control? Is that what's happening? Yep. <gasps> I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, that was him. That's exciting. Up. That's exciting. Okay, please continue. Yep. Uh, Spelunky two. Uh-huh. Uh, Spunky. You know, Bra- Braids getting a remaster. Which is kind of cool. I like the commentary part of that. Where like you yeah. can. That's actually really neat. I I might get that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And they showed a couple of PS five exclusive games that were mm-hmm. interesting. There was mm-hmm. I forget what the game was called, but she was shooting arrows at these runes to go faster and mm-hmm. jump higher, and mm-hmm. it looks like a Breath of the Wild rip off but it, it also looks really pretty cool so i might check it out yeah if man, i can remember what it is but. a man tried to sell me an energy drink he said go faster jump higher, higher. I, I said i'm not gonna let you poison me and i threw it on the ground i'm not gonna be a part of your system i'm an adult i'm sorry go ahead yeah uh i'm all hopped up on coffee by the way yeah no that's good uh that's pretty much it for the state of play. It was pretty, yeah. pretty, you know, pretty. It was forty minutes, and looking through the comments, they were like, "And we're gonna end off on the, or we're gonna wrap up on this." And it was the Godfall gameplay, and everybody's like, yeah. "That's it." That's it. <laughs> I was like, "Well, they already showed us everything, so yeah." You know. yeah. But uh, one, a uh, couple more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony confirmed that the DualShock 4 will not work with the PS5, and I say to that, duh. <laughs> but also, you motherfuckers. Right. Well, but also, duh, yeah. Yeah, because a Sony controller hasn't worked with the success... Mm, successor su- console. Successor console. Ever. Since, uh, well, no, since uh, PS2. But... So P- PS1 controllers weren't on PS2, but some games you couldn't... The question is, but... The question is, will PS5 controllers work for the PS4? Uh, I'm going to say no. Why not? PS2 controllers work for PS1. Wait, did they? Um, maybe they didn't. Maybe I don't know. I feel like controllers work for the, the system below them at one point. Maybe they did. Maybe I'm bullshit. Yeah, well, PS3 don't work for PS2, so. <laughs> did PS1 work for PS2? PS1 did work for PS2. I don't know about the non-analog mm. controllers, but the analog mm. ones definitely did. Mm. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, yeah, well, like you said, duh. Yeah, let's see. Sega Building 2 in Akihabara is a huge, huge community place for people who love anime and video games in Japan. It is closing permanently on August 30th, and that is unfortunate. If you play any like Japanese-made games that take place in Japan, you're usually going to see this building in the background, or you'll be able to go in there and play video games. I know that... Uh, Especially if the, it's a game by Sega. Right. So the all the Yakuza games have a building that's reminiscent of this 
uh, of Sega Building 2, and it's mm. uh, very unfortunate because I want to go to Japan someday, and now I'm never going to get to experience that because it's yeah. going to be closed. I want to go to Japan too. We need to we need to plan a Japan trip. Yeah, that's so the mecca I think for both of us for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and they're they're shutting that down. They uh, didn't give a reason, but we can all assume this because of coronavirus. Uh, and slow business real. down. It's getting yeah. real. Shit is getting real. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask, people. Wear your mask. Forget your forget your rights. <laughs> Wear your mask. And it wear it over your nose you. and your mouth. Your nose yes. and your Come mouth. Come on. Your nose and your mouth. Oh Do my you... God. <laughs> nose and mouth. Both of them. Your mouth. Okay, Canadians. Yep. Wear it over your mouth. And the last thing I've got for gaming news is Nintendo announced that Pikmin 3 Deluxe will be arriving on the Switch October Woo! 30th. That came out of nowhere. 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 Because everybody's been, well, not everybody, but I'm sure Pikmin fans have been wanting to play Pikmin on the Switch. And it was one of the last Nintendo holdouts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's very exciting. I've never played Pikmin myself. Me so. neither, actually. Although I have Pikmin for GameCube, I just never... Picked and I've got Pikmin too. <laughs> ah, you, know what I, you get what I did there? I said picked it up. Hell yeah. Because Pikmin. Yes, Pikmin. <laughs> Japanese, Japanese butt cheeks. All right, let's continue <laughs> on. So I've been speaking a little bit about Ubisoft and the sexual and racist allegations against like the higher-ups in the company. Jason Schreier, which many of you may know as a journalist who writes for Kotaku a lot, he produced an article on Bloomberg News about ubisoft detailing everything from start to finish really good detailed art uh, article mentioned specific instances of racism where like a lot of ubisoft members saw the trailer for star wars and called john boyega a monkey yeah uh, y- yeah yikes double yikes ooh, ooh, ah, ah. yeah exactly so <laughs> they they outline a lot of the sexual abuse allegations like it's a real kind of bro atmosphere at that company which we've heard before of other developers mm-hmm. so yeah, the, the, the thing about them is that pisses me off, especially since I like kind of praise them for being a company that celebrates inclusion and diversity, you know, some months ago when I was doing a, a, po- a podcast for another for my company for Pride Month is is the virtue signaling. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if you find out a, co- a company is a bro company, but they never made any pretense to be anything but. But mm-hmm. Ubisoft talks all this shit about sub- celebrating you know, uh, women and people of color and different religions, different backgrounds, people of different sexual orientations, but then how they're managed is to abuse the people in those stations. So it, it just, it's gross. So if you want to like really get up on it, I know I mentioned Google, some articles, Jason Schreier really put it together in that Bloomberg article. If people want to check it out. Also the event Marvel's Avengers coming out pretty soon. Is it next month? Uh, yeah, next month. Wow. Yeah, so Marvel's Avengers is getting Spider-Man, which would be good news, except for Sony swung its big corporate dick around and made sure that only the PS4 version gets Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So basically, we have on-disc DLC exclusive to one platform. If you do not have access to get the PS4 version, fuck you. Yeah, and it wouldn't be an issue if this was a PS4 exclusive game. No. But it is uh, multi-plat, so... That's where a lot of people's issues with this are coming well, yeah, into play. You're putting all the time and effort to put a prominent character like Spider-Man in, but then you're saying that like two-thirds of the people buying the game can't have it. Yeah, and if Xbox was getting something exclusive as well, and PC, then that would be a whole other thing. That uh, kind of harkens back to when Soul Calibur 2 was released. Yeah, I still kind of like, don't like it, but it would soften the blow. Yeah. yeah, and it made sense. Like GameCube got Link, Xbox got Spawn, and... Te- uh, PS2 got, got Heihachi. Heihachi. Yeah, yeah. no, the link, the link made sense because that's a Nintendo property. But the fact that Marvel owns Spider-Man, but oh no, PS4, the agreement, whatever, Sony. This, I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like they have the movie rights, they have the exclusive PS4 game, so it it makes sense. It makes sense to have your cake and eat it too. But if you yeah. bake the cake next to somebody who's hungry and then you just eat it in their face, fuck you. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't really affect us because we have PS4. So no, and that's the thing. Uh, I'm not speaking from somebody who it affects. I was going to get the PS4 version anyways. I'm just upset right. for people who don't have access. I don't like this type of business practice. And people say it's like, oh, well, you know, it's business practice because they're trying to get incentive for people to buy the PS4 version. No, they. You can look at it that way. To, but to me, the way I look at it is, they are paying extra money to deprive other people of having it. Right. Mm. 
They're mm-hmm. they're taking their ball and saying, no, we're going to play on this court. If you don't have the ability to play on this court, too bad. Right. I do not like that. You need Jays to hoop over here. <clears throat> Straight up. So, Pumas. so yeah. So, I, I think that's all we have. Let's just talk about what we're feeling and sign off because I want to let you go and make sure you got to get your stuff done today. I think we all put right. in a pretty good show. I'm proud yeah. of it. Are you proud yeah. of it? I'm proud, man. Our Samurai's milkshake brings all the Mongols to the yard. Yes. Honor claps <laughs> in both of our cheeks. All right. So um, let me ask you, Derek, this week, what you feeling? Okay. So uh, obviously Seven Deadly Sins Season 4. Like I said, I'm going to get on that. Yeah. Uh, I discovered a new YouTube channel. It's not new. It's old, but new to me called Too Tweezy. That's T-U-T-W-E-E-Z-Y. And he basically does the... Uh, Spongebob parodies where he uh, draws himself as one of the fish characters mm. and he has guest stars that come into the Cursey Crab and basically annoy him at work. And he also, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes he turns some of his videos into music videos and there's one where he did <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, there's one video he did called Double Seaweed Deluxe mm. and it's based off the video where a customer comes in asking for trying to figure out what he wants. And he's like, let me get um... Let me get um, let me get a double C wheat deluxe, <laughs> and he's like singing it. Mm. So it's 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 hilarious. Go check it out, please. I will. Uh, the video is a uh, customers be like. Customers be like, um, yeah. Let me Basically. get um. Yeah, so that's what I'm feeling this week. I've watched the video like a thousand times already. It's it's hilarious. Uh, I do not miss working retail. Do you miss working retail? Hell no. Working retail is the worst. I I can't stand people. I just Mm -hmm. don't like people. I'm just playing. Well, I'm not actually. No, I'm not playing. I'm going to be real for a second. When people come in and try to buy stuff from me, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because a person is cool. People in general, especially if you have no connection or relationship to them, they have no problems being dickish towards you or dumping all their problems. They just come in with that baggage. They don't care who they lay it on. Right. Be nice, people. Come on. People Please. out here working really hard for low, low wages, lower than they can even really truly live on. Be nice to your local fast food worker, please. All right. Yeah. What are you feeling? I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Okay. So I'm feeling making deluxe coffee. Now, as I have said previously, I am all hopped up on coffee. I'm hop- hopped up on this new coffee maker we got that grinds coffee beans and makes the coffee all in one shot. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is what I put on top of that coffee. I'm talking about, and I'm not sponsored, please believe, but I, I, I like this product and I'm going to talk about it. The Morocco Milk Frother Electric Milk Steamer Stainless Steel Automatic Hot and Cold Milk Frother Warmer. That's the description mm. I got off of Amazon. Oh, Anyways, man. so Morocco Milk Frother, it uh, I use oat milk for it. It froths mm-hmm. it up and puts that cappuccino froth on top. I put a little sugar in there too. And basically that froth sits on top of the coffee and slowly sweetens the coffee evenly. And you get to drink the foam on top and feel like you're in a fancy coffee cafe. I love it. <laughs> now, right. it's worth it. I'm saying, like, if you drink coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, I know you're not, but your wife is, right? Uh, eh. Eh, eh. Okay, eh. fair enough. She might become after this. If you mm. go and get that milk frother and you start frothing up some milk to make with your coffee, changes the game. I got. I have this. I have a cup every morning. I love it now. I'm addicted to it. It's great. So mm-hmm. that is what I'm feeling this week. I'm feeling coffee with some froth on top, awesome. with the Morocco milk frother. All right, that's the show. We got to get off. People, we got to get to doing things. And, and by we, I mean Derek. I'm probably going to be editing the podcast. And by Derek, he means my <laughs> wife. <laughs> and, and by Derek, we mean we mean your wife. So if you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, and you want to be one of the thousand people that follows me on Twitter now. You can follow me at Mike Peterson AL. I will follow you back. I love my fans. If you want to check out uh, any of my past streams that you haven't been able to check out live, I have a YouTube channel where you can check them out. MC Paperstacks Plays. But if you want to check my Twitch streaming, I'm at twitch.tv slash MC Paperstacks. I stream every day of the week currently. So Mondays and Wednesdays, Wednesdays I start at 9. Mondays for beat-em-ups, Wednesdays for blind plays. Fridays, I start at 10 to do horror games. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, I start at 8 to play Ghost of Tsushima right now, but eventually just any main game that comes out that I want to run through. Sundays at 7, it's The Witcher, all Eastern times. 
Check for future podcast uploads on our hub at anchor.fm slash player two has entered the pod. We upload every Sunday. And if you'd like, feel free to donate to the cause. It really helps us out and helps us produce more content. Uh, our podcast is also available on uh, other platforms, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and yes, Spotify. You can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com if you got questions, stream suggestions, comments, concerns, whatever. And if you want to be a part of a uh, Facebook group that I run, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers. Derek, what you got? All right. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore, uh, my Twitter at, at goodies underscore more. You can check out my website at GamerGoodiesAndMore.com and check out my eBay store at eBay.com slash STR slash GamerGoodiesAndMore. And that's where you'll see all the sweet stuff that I picked up posted for your purchasing pleasure. Super sweet. All right, well, that is our show, people. Thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate you. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.